Hello, hello. You're listening to Midwest Money Minute, a podcast featuring bite-sized financial health tips from Midwest Community Federal Credit Union. I'm your host, Christian Eldon. So we are a credit union, and as any of our tellers will tell you, two of the most commonly confused terms used in banking are what's called available balance and current balance. Although these terms seem very similar, they're actually talking about two very different things. Knowing the difference might just save you some money and fees. And that is what we're going to cover in today's episode. To help clarify, your available balance is the amount you can spend right now. To determine whether you have enough money in your account to cover a transaction, we use your account's available balance, which is based on the deposits and withdrawals to your account and all pending electronic transactions, regardless of whether or not they've posted to your account yet. Sometimes you'll see an available balance that's lower than your current balance. In those cases, you can only spend your available balance, or even less than that if you've written checks that haven't been cashed yet, and the rest of that money is being held by your financial institution. Current balances include all of your money, including all available funds, plus funds that are being held. For example, let's just say your available and current balance are both $50, and you go out to eat and swipe your debit card at a restaurant for $20. A hold for that $20 is placed on your account, so your available balance is now only $30, even though your current balance still shows $50. But let's throw another wrinkle in. Before the restaurant charge is sent to us for processing, a check that you wrote for $40 clears. Now because you only have $30 available, since you've already committed to pay the restaurant the $20, your account would then be overdrawn by $10, even though your current balance is $50. In this case, we paid the $40 check, so you'd be charged an overdraft fee. Instead of paying the $40 check, we could have returned the check and it would have charged you what they call a non-sufficient funds fee. But either way, the fees, overdraft or non-sufficient funds, would be deducted from your account, further reducing the balance. For the most part, you depend on your bank to release funds, but there are ways to reduce the chances of your account running dry. For one, direct deposit gets your money into your account quickly. If your employer still pays you with a check, sign up for electronic payments so that the money goes directly from your employer's bank account to your bank account. You don't need to wait on the check, especially if it goes through the mail, and you don't need to go through the trouble of depositing the check. As a bonus, the money might even hit your account a day or two before the checks are even printed, and some banks offer same-day availability for those payments. You can also keep a buffer of cash in your account to protect you from unexpected expenses and delays. If you're always quote-unquote running on fumes, you're eventually going to have a problem. A small cash cushion can help you avoid those problems. If that's not possible, look into overdraft protection. But only sign up if you're going to use it as a safety net. Don't make a habit out of paying those fees. And use a less expensive overdraft line of credit if possible. We actually cover this topic along with a bunch of others on our website, and you can get to our Midwest Resource Center by going to midwestcommunity.org resource library. There's a lot of good tips in there. It's a great resource for anyone looking to learn more about finances. Thanks for listening.